and welcome to the Ascend Canada podcast. Ascend Canada's vision is to have a diverse and inclusive Canada where Pan-Asian talent can achieve their full potential. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Haritha Krishnamurthy, and I'm excited to be here today. I'd like to welcome a very special person, one of the founding fathers of Ascend Canada and a very well-known name in the Ascend Canada community, Raj Krishnamurthy. Well, for those of you who are wondering if Raj and I are related in any way because we do share the same surname, uh, no, it's just a coincidence. And it's how Raj and I first got introduced at Deloitte. Uh, So to give you some background, Raj is actually a partner in the Deloitte Risk Advisory Practice. And um, he focuses uh, in cyber risk uh, and manages Deloitte's managed security services. So Raj is also the sponsor of uh, the Deloitte Canadian Asian Network uh, that aims to help professionals of Asian descent achieve their full potential. So very similar to Ascend Canada's mission. I do see a trend there. Um, I personally know Raj as an avid reader, uh, podcast enthusiast, and spokesperson for Ascend Canada. Uh, in fact, it was over a cup of coffee that Raj introduced me to the wonderful, wonderful world of Ascend. And uh, there has been no looking back for me since then. Raj uh, has also served on the board of Ascend Canada since its formation in 2011. Uh, and he only recently rolled off the board. I'm super excited to cover Raj's journey and experiences as a a professional um, and uh, as a leader in the DNI space. So I bring you now Raj Krishnamurti. Hey Harita, thank you so much uh, for giving me the opportunity to share some of the uh, history, background and journey of Ascend through the last decade. Well, we're super excited to hear more about that. So diving deep into it, Raj, you were there when the big bag when the big bang happened. Tell us more about it. What triggered the formation of SN Canada? Um, as you said earlier in your introduction, Harita, the the thing that we were exploring initially, because we'd created this Canadian Asian network in uh, Deloitte, we were looking to see how we could actually learn from industry broadly. Um, And we had approached the Ascend US organization. As a matter of fact, a person on the board that's still on the board there was the one that uh, Kelvin Tran and Leon Chin from Ernst Young and I had approached independently to try and see how we could actually bring the, the notion of Ascend in the US to Canada, and Sandeep Gupta, who was the, uh, the board member in the US, had connected us together uh, and said, why don't you guys uh, try and see if there's an opportunity? So Leon, Kelvin, and I had met in one of the downtown restaurants and um, on a napkin had tried to sketch out what the benefits would be and what the intention would be. And from there, we'd uh, formed a coalition of financial institutions, professional services firms, Mm -hmm. law firms. Uh, And I'll be honest, in our wildest dreams, we could not have envisioned the fact that we're a 3,000 member uh, organization a mere eight, nine years from when we'd set out and more than 20 sponsor organizations, uh, which is where we are today. 
That's incredible. And it almost sounds like, you know, one of those uh, stories you hear about startups starting in the garage. And, you know, here you just came up with this vision on a napkin in a cafe. Uh, it's, I think, you know, a story to tell for more generations to come. I mean, it's just really, I, I think that was the first story that I heard when you and I had coffee in Deloitte. And it just was mind-blowing because I lived in the U.S. and I never knew about Ascend as an organization. But in Canada, it has such a huge presence today. And it's thanks to, you know, leaders like you that actually sat down and penned those things and uh, penned out the vision on the napkin. So that's amazing. And, you know, I, I started off this podcast with uh, talking about Ascend's vision and with a focus on, you know, how Pan-Asian talent can achieve their full potential. And it looks like, Raj, you know, you're you're very keen on promoting Pan-Asian talent and in ensuring that they achieve their full potential. Um, why was the focus of SN Canada on Pan-Asians and what brought you, Kelvin, uh, together to tap into this resource and, you know, and their potential? Um, I'll be honest and say that as we looked at uh, the vision then uh, of Ascend Canada, what we realized was that when we saw the global landscape, especially in the US, it was quite normal to actually see uh, the heads, for example, of Microsoft, uh, Satya Nadella, and uh, say IBM, Arvind Krishna, or Google, Sundar Pichai, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, all of Pan-Asian descent at the helm of these respective organizations. Interestingly, uh, today, the global head of Deloitte, our global CEO, Puneet Ranjan, is also of Pan-Asian descent. And yeah. by the way, he's sure. a huge supporter of Ascend. But when we scan the Canadian landscape, the Pan-Asian descent chief executive is the exception rather than the norm. Mm -hmm. So when we set out uh, initially, our focus was to make this uh, C-level executive occurrence more of the norm than an exception. Um, So that was what we were hoping for. And this is our way collectively, I guess, of paying it forward so that we pave the path for the next generation and ensure that we encounter the success that is required um, for us to, as Pan-Asians, not only succeed, but excel in the Pan-Canadian landscape. Yeah, you're right. You know, the day that I think Sundar Pichai became a CEO um, and even of Alphabet now, I think, you know, it was a moment of pride across Asia, right, to see such a massive corporation headed by someone like Sundar Pichai or even Microsoft being headed by Satya Nadella. And it's, uh, it, you know, you always, we, I think, you know, personally speaking, uh, an Asian mentality is to undermine ourselves. You know, we say that don't toot your own horn. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so when you see those leaders coming, you know, to the forefront and they're not leaders who were born and raised in the U.S., they were actually my immigrants from India or Asia moving to the West. So it gives you a sense of hope and uh, a confidence that, hey, you know what, I can get there, too. So it's, it's amazing that you mentioned that, you know, you were paving the, the way for the future generations. But I think a lot of it also has to do with what you've experienced personally. And it mm-hmm. goes back to our roots, our culture, where we come from. So I'd like to know a little bit about yourself. You know, what brought you to Canada? Tell us something about, you know, your journey as a, as a, as a human being. 
Sure. Um, I actually was born and brought up in India and uh, had an opportunity after my post-graduation to actually go to the UK and, and, and qualify as a child accountant in the UK. So that's what I'd done. I'd actually joined Deloitte, had worked there for about eight years, uh, mm-hmm. based in London. Um, and then in the early 90s, had an opportunity to actually transfer from the Deloitte London office to the Deloitte Toronto office. And at that stage, it was meant to be a two-year stint, not knowing whether or not here is where I would plant my roots, so to speak. But the experience in Canada was, from a work standpoint, extremely fulfilling. Mm-hmm. The challenges seemed to be there. The opportunities seemed to be there. We were at that stage just coming out of a recession, so the economy was on the right trajectory. And... I decided that uh, this is where home was going to be. And in hindsight, I reflect on it and say that was an amazing decision. Oh, so you were ready to brace the minus 40 degree and the snowstorms. <laughs> and coming from a tropical, tropical country like India, wow, that must have been a big change. I know England is a little more wet and gloomy, like how it is today outside. Uh, but uh, that's, uh, that, that's amazing that you decided to make Canada your home back in the day when it was freezing temperatures. <laughs> Funny how we share a similar journey where even I was in England for a bit, not eight years, but a little less than that. Uh, but I, I can imagine that, you know, when you move to a new country, you sometimes tend to feel like a fish out of water. So how is your experience, you know, moving from India to the UK and then Canada? Uh, how is it interacting with non-Pan Asians? And did you really, truly feel like a fish out of water? I'll be honest and say that uh, it was a lot more welcoming than I'd envisioned and I'd anticipated. Okay. Uh, because I, I would say that, uh, especially in corporate Canada, uh, where you've credentialized yourself, and I was coming from a Deloitte world into a Deloitte world, mm-hmm. so it was significantly easier to just hit my stride. Um, so I, I would say that, yeah, from a from a friend circle, social circle standpoint, I was a little bit of a fish out of water. But I would be honest and say that uh, initially through work, uh, everyone was extremely welcoming. And I think that is something, as I reflect on it, that Canadians need to be extremely proud of. And that is, um, it's a relatively easy and work environment, uh, an environment broadly to actually settle into. Yes, you're you're also right. I think uh, the transition into Canadian, you know, workforce and uh, corporate Canada is is a much seamless transition because it's already a melting pot, and I would say it's a mosaic of different cultures. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're so welcoming. Everyone's welcoming. There's empathy. There's understanding of different cultures. So that's that's awesome that you felt that you know when you moved, uh, you know, a while ago. Uh, do you think much has changed between then and now? Um. I would say things are relatively similar, to be honest. Um, There was less focus on what we call diversity and inclusion then. However, there was a movement afoot 
to try and see what we could do in organizations, particularly when it came to gender diversity, which mm -hmm. was a bigger issue. And as we all know, still is not uh, a nut that we've cracked yet. Yeah, you uh, hit you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, it's interesting because you speak of gender diversity. I was just reading an article yesterday by Catalyst, and this is a 2019 article, though. And it says that in Canada, only 10% of around the entire C-suite execs are women, right? So, you know, that we're still we're still miles behind to reach gender equality at the right. exec level. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, please continue. No, uh, and... Uh... You know, at that stage, when I looked around me, uh, there were some partners in the Deloitte Canada world of Pan-Asian descent, but not as many. Mm -hmm. So I remember speaking to the then managing partner in Toronto, um, a guy by the name Yesdi Pavri, who also happened to be of Pan-Asian descent. Okay. And and his guidance then was initially, uh, before we started the Canadian Asian Network as a people network, he said, let's not try and attract attention to our differences, try and blend in, try and not highlight some of the differences. Mm -hmm. uh, but the thing that bothered me then was we still didn't see enough Pan-Asian leaders uh, within the firm and the Canadian landscape. Uh, so the goal then, and which is why I'd actually reached out to Ascent to try and bring that Ascent Canada to life, was if there are systemic issues that prevent Pan-Asian talent in particular to rise to the top, how do we A, identify it, and B, how do we, how do we pave the path for that Pan-Asian talent to rise. Yep, no, that's, uh, you are uh, spot on there because I think a lot of it is to do, when it comes to, you know, your differences, we are always downplaying them, right? So, mm -hmm. and we're we're, try we're not trying to bring our whole, whole self to work, mm. um, which I think is is the crux of, uh, is the crux of, uh, of any uh, organization's success because, you know, just take this podcast for instance, right? You know, when I started off, I, I always have this uh, struggle with my accents because I have an Indian accent sometimes, I have sometimes a British accent, sometimes it's mm -hmm. Canadian. And when I started off this podcast, I said, you know what, do I say podcast or do I say podcast? Um, or do I say podcast? I, I'm just, I was so confused. And I thought to myself, you know what, if something Ascent Canada has taught me is to bring my whole self mm -hmm. to the table. You know, mm -hmm. I don't care. I'm going to be who I am. And I think that's one of the highlights that Ascent Canada in the recent past, especially has, uh, you know, has outlined in the paper on covering. Uh, so I, I wanted to touch a bit on that because like you mentioned, it's not about downplaying our differences. It's about mm -hmm. embracing them, bringing mm -hmm. our whole selves to work. And I know you, were a, you are a big spokes, spokesperson for covering. You, in fact, you weren't featured in the video um, when they played it in the fall conference a couple of years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. But what are your thoughts uh, you know, on, on covering? Do you have any personal stories to share uh, for our listeners? Yeah, the the key thing for me was it was more of an aha as I was reflecting on my journey. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was just as guilty of covering uh, as I was planting my roots in Canada. So an example would be 
when people here would ask me about my background, I would accentuate the fact that I was uh, qualified from England rather than also highlight the fact that I did my studies up to my postgraduate level mm-hmm. in India. And somehow I thought I would be better credentialized if I was to highlight my UK experience rather than <laughs> my whole experience. And, and, and that was a little bit of an aha because I, I owe a lot to the foundational aspects that I gleaned uh, as I went through my education in India as much as I do to my professional experience and designation in the UK. So for me to suppress that part of my background, I thought was interesting uh, and and perhaps not being genuine, uh, which is one of the things that was an aha for me, which is why I actually stuck my neck out and said, no, we need to address covering. And that's one small example, but there are a, a plethora of other examples where people struggle with this notion of not bringing their whole self and constantly checking themselves to see how should I behave, how should I operate, how should I speak. And we just want people to bring their whole self into work and be themselves as they strive to excel in every sphere of life. No, that's that's amazing. Coming from a leader like you, who's so passionate about DNI, you know, an inclusion I think is more critical because today we have enough diversity. We have a lot of diversity in Canada, but are they all? In, do they all feel inclusive, uh, included, and you know, um, uh, part of one community? I think for that to bring your whole self, you know, hide nothing, uh, is is so critical. So on that note, if you were to give a one line advice or a tip to our fellow Pan-Asian professionals, uh, what would that be? So uh, as I reflect on that, uh, one of my clients uh, said to me, it doesn't matter how much you know, what matters is how much you care. Now in a client service business, I think there's maybe a little more resonance to that, but I would say that Going back to our previous uh, topic that we covered of covering, mm-hmm. if you bring your whole self to work and genuinely care, then the results will automatically follow. So uh, for me, what that client said has been a rallying cry, care deeply about the impact that you create in the immediate work environment where you can actually make a huge difference. That's profound. That is profound. I think passion is is critical, right, for anything to succeed. Mm -hmm. Um, If you really are passionate about the cause and what you believe in, then, you know, the results will follow. So that's that's uh, that's an amazing takeaway. Um, You know, it's it's going to be quite, uh, quite sad to not see you in the board meetings uh, at SN Canada going forward. You know, you've stepped down and, you know, uh, you're passing the baton on to uh, someone uh, to someone else uh, from Deloitte, I believe. but it's a, it's it's a trip down memory lane. I'd like to know what have been some of your best memories with us in Canada. So first of all, Andrew Kwong is a new board member from SN. Uh, and as I was uh, preparing my exit remarks at the last board meeting that I attended, I said that he'll be twice as good with half the energy that he needs to bring. 
Uh, well, <laughs> That's, uh, welcome, Andrew. <laughs> welcome. We're super excited to have you on board. But as I reflect on what are the things that I take away, I, it certainly has been the the memories that I've uh, sort of the the memories that I've taken away, the long lasting relationships that I formulated. Because to be honest, it is very difficult to formulate those long lasting relationships across organizations within your organizations. I think the ability to create those relationships are easier and there's more natural ability to do that right. across organizations, building your network, building uh, your eminence uh, is a lot, a lot more difficult. So I would say that the, the activities that we proceed together, be it at the board, be it at the CIO, Chief Inclusion Officer Forum, yep. be it at the fall conferences, uh, the ability to dig in, uh, take ownership for a component, see the results of that has been nothing less than phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of... Um, things that stick out in my mind, uh, Natasha Walji was the keynote speaker at the... Uh, oh, wow, she 20, was phenomenal. At, at the 2018 or maybe 2019... 2019, 2019 fall, fall conference. conference. Yes. And uh, she's an exec with uh, Google. And as you said, her, her keynote was truly inspirational. The thing that was uh, interesting about that was as she was rushing in to deliver the keynote, uh, her bag got stuck in her frunk and she couldn't open it. So she was extremely nervous as she came in. And uh, no one other than a person on the organizing committee and myself were aware of this. But, uh, you know, she was, she just blew away the entire audience. She had them uh, in rapt attention. And uh, yeah, you know what? I wasn't able to attend the conference in person, but I was actually sent the link to her keynote speech. And, you know, uh, wow. this, this uh, and, uh, you know, this mentor of mine told me, you have to listen to this speech. <laughs> it was just out of this world. Yeah. <laughs> and it truly was. Oh, my God. It touched a chord on so many levels. Yeah. It just goes to show if you're if you know the subject matter at hand and you're genuine, you will connect with the audience. And that stuck with me. Yeah. And, you know, back to your point, it's about if you truly care and she cared about what she spoke about. She mm-hmm. was passionate about her roots, you know, her experiences, her upbringing, her culture, her values. And that's that was so easy for her to speak about because it's truly what she believed in. As we now enter the last leg of this episode, do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners? Thank you, uh, Harita. So, I mean, the one thing that I'd say is don't just accept no for an answer. Sometimes, especially in our Asian culture, the pan-Asian culture, there is an acceptance of authority. But in the context of the world that we live in today, do not accept no for an answer. Believe in yourself and every day say to yourself that you will need to be the best you can ever be and shine because the world frankly is your oyster and you can capture whatever you put your mind to you just need to put your mind to it 
and it'll be yours. That's fantastic, uh, Raj. And I think that was how you, Kelvin, you know, you put your mind to it. You did not take no for an answer. And that's how Ascend Canada was formed. And we're so grateful for that determination, that passion, that perseverance you had uh, to, you know, to create such a wonderful organization. Uh, thank you, Raj. Thank and you, uh, we've, we've actually come full circle, Raj. Uh, this is, it's actually, it's so funny because I still remember the first time we met, there was a name tag mix up at one of the Deloitte events. And, you know, Krishnamurti, uh, yours with uh, a double O, mine with a U. And uh, that led to a coffee chat. And I was introduced to SN Canada. I became an active volunteer. And now, you know, we're sharing experiences and uh, we're, we're saying a sweet, but uh, a little bit bitter farewell to you. But I know you're going to be around. Um, you'll be missed as a board member, but you're not going anywhere. And I'm still looking forward to plenty of opportunities for the Krishnamurti name tag mix ups. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll watch out for those um, opportunities. What say? Absolutely. I'll absolutely look forward to it. And as you said, I'm not going anywhere far, but it's it's time to introduce new blood. And that's what we've done in the context of Ascend. And over time, we'll see new board members come and create their own stamp uh, that we'll all benefit from. Thank you, Raj. Uh, you know, you're right. It, it sort of feels like, you know, it's a legacy that each of the members, the board members are leaving behind one member at a time. And um, I'm super eager to see what Andrew uh, brings to the table in the days to come. Uh, well, with that, folks, this is your host, Harita, signing off. Stay safe and stay tuned. <laughs>